0: Last week, we talked about prayer and worship. We talked about the importance of it and how to reach Father God through it. Mm -hmm. Without them, we cannot reach or talk to God. And we cannot please him either. Prayer and worship are essential to having a relationship with Father God and Jesus Christ. Remember, I can do all things. Through Christ, but without him, I can do nothing. Winston Churchill said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. So this week, we want to talk about stewardship to God. There are three things that are needful in stewardship, time, talent, and giving. Stewardship for a Christian is to manage your time, talent, and giving with the body of Christ. There is no other area more important for a Christian than stewardship. Every Christian must understand the importance of it in the local church. If you look at 1 Corinthians 12 and 12, it says, For as the body is one and has many members... And all the members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. Just like Christ came and took care of us, and your natural body takes care of you, it is important for the body of Christ to take care of one another. Every person in the body of Christ is vital and important. However, no member should consider or think themselves a member because their name is written on the church books. Every member has something to offer. Some have more than others, but whatever you have, it should be willingly from the heart. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter nine, verses six through eight. That is 2 Corinthians chapter nine, verses six through eight. And as you turn there, let me just say this. When a child reaches the age of accountability, parents teach and give them responsibility. As children grow, they develop talents and skills. Parents give them chores to do. They learn to clean their room, make up their bed. Some learn to cook. Others learn to cut grass and shovel snow. Sometimes they are even given allowances to motivate them. When they get old enough, they find a job and go to work. Parents then may teach them responsibility by having them contribute to the bills. When a child starts paying the electric bill, they usually start cutting off the lights and sometimes the TV at night recognizing exactly what's going on in the body of Christ. We must become good stewards and we too must become responsible. The same things needed in the home are the things needed in the church. Grass needs to be cut. Insides need to be cleaning. Repairs need to be done. And as Christians, we, When we be mature and grow, we learn giving keeps the lights on. Giving keeps the heat on. It keeps the water running and the bills paid. It is what we give that keeps the doors open. Some churches and their leaders have abused what God has placed up and what he intended them for. Now, let's look at verse six. It says, but this I say. He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Whatever it is you possess, whether time, talent, or giving, if you give a little, you will get a little. If you offer a lot, you will get a lot in return. If you show a little love, you will get a little love. If you are standoffish, people are going to stand off from you. Every man, according as he purposed in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. If what you do is not from your heart, or if you do it only because you are told and you really don't want to, It is in vain. How would you feel if when someone gave you something, they did it grudgingly and didn't want to do it? Would you want it? No one should force you or merchandise you to do or give anything. God gives freely and he wants us to give freely. Verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. God is able to help us and others in what we give, whether it is our time, talent, or finances. That is why we can say our God has supplied all our need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. When we talk about being faithful, it does not always mean being faithful with money. We must be faithful to God with our time and talent just as well. Let's look at stewardship of time. The Bible tells us to redeem or make good use of our time. In fact, Ephesians 5, 16 says, redeem the time because the days are evil. Redeem means to save from sinfulness, to recover ownership by paying a specific sum. As Christians, as stewards of God, it is important to remember we belong to God. We have been bought with a price, an expensive price. It cost Jesus his life. Look at 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. 19 says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own. When we receive Christ, We give our bodies to him as a living sacrifice, and we now belong to him. Verse 20 says, For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. As Christians, as God's children, we should give him praise and honor by worshiping him because it was his blood that was shed for our salvation. Acts 20 and 28 tells us, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost had made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. We are no longer part of the body of sin, but we are now part of the body of Christ. Let me say this as we look at what Jesus did for us. When you purchase something for a specific task, you expect it to do what you purchased it for. What would you do with a flashlight if it did not work? What would you Why would you buy a car if it did not start? Let me ask this: Does anybody buy food that is already spoiled and molded? Even though that was the condition we were in when we met Jesus. Father God and Jesus knew this and took us as we were. Thank you. God wants us to be the light and the salt of the world. Then God can be glorified in them. And the one way this can be done is by us being the stewards he has called us out to be. Let's look at talent. God has given every believer spiritual gifts. The reason some of us don't know what they are is because we have not given him the spiritual time he needs. Mm -hmm. Romans 12, 6 and 8 and 1 Corinthians 12, 1 and 7 talks about gifts. 1 Peter 4.10 says this. As every man has received the gift even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. These gifts are to be used to profit the body of Christ. They are spiritual gifts, such as the gift of healing, the gift of wisdom, understanding and knowledge, the gift of faith or tongues, the interpretation thereof. And God has given us the gift of administration and their are different operations. But I am not just talking about spiritual gifts. There are also physical or natural gifts that are beneficial to the body as well. For example, medical doctors, lawyers, teachers, carpenters, electricians, those that play instruments, those that have computer skills. God does not gift you for your benefit, but you are gifted for his glory, which benefits you. What talent do you have? Is it lying dormant in you? Do you share it willingly or grudgingly? Do you give a little or a lot? Now let's speak a little uh, about giving. Giving in the church is an area that tends to cause strife and in some cases division. Usually depending on the size of the church. The most common argument or mindset is how the giving is used and who is getting it. I went to one church where every auxiliary had their own kitty of money. Malachi 3.10 speaks to us on the subject of giving. It says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse, which is the church. Acts 4.32-37 This talks about the multitude that believed. They were of one heart and soul. They gave the things they possessed, so all had all things common. Mm -hmm. You don't see this a lot today. I'm not saying it is not done, but many have stopped doing it for their own personal reasons. One of the major methods of giving was introduced in the Old Testament as tithing. In Genesis 14, 18 through 20, it tells us Mount Chesdek gave all his tithes. But listen to what it says in Leviticus 27, 30 through 32. And all the tithes of the land, whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. And if a man will at all redeem aught of his tithes, he shall Add thereof, there, thereto the fifth part thereof. And concerning the tithes of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passes under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto the Lord. Back then, giving was from what you owned, not just money. What they collected was for the Levitical tribe. The 12 tribes supported the Levites so the Levites could give their time and attention to the law of God. This is why no one would go lacking naturally or spiritually. This is the same basic principle applied to us today. Again, God loves a cheerful giver. Whether it is your time, talent, or giving. But whatever and whatever it is, it should be willingly, cheerfully, and not grudgingly. We don't want to be just stewards. We want to be good stewards of God. If we don't give our time faithfully, we won't be able to give our talent faithfully. And we certainly will not be faithful in our giving. With that, I will say my time is up and I thank you for yours.